Thanks again for listening to the Park Hills podcast. If you have any questions or you need more information about Park Hills and all that we're doing, whether it's podcasts or sermons and things like that, go to parkhillschurch.com or the Park Hills Church app. So the song of Moses in Exodus 15. Think about that. Think about what they have just witnessed. I mean, what, uh, I mean, talk about something you'd never forget. Mm -hmm. I mean, not only have you seen all the plagues come and the effects of them, you're, you're freed, you're, led by this pillar of fire by night and cloud by day and, you know, bitter water and clean water. And then, and then this whole trapped between the Egyptian army right. and the sea and, and having, having that army in sight and yet having this massive body of water in, in front of you and going, oh, great, right? Right. Oh, this is good. I mean, yeah, we whined about being back in Egypt and being slaves, but I'd much rather be there right now. I'll make bricks. I'll get my own straw. It's okay, please. But then to have such an incredible, incredible sighting of God, I mean, they break into song. I mean, why wouldn't you? When's the last time, by the way, you just broke into a song, wrote a song in your head because you were so excited? Yesterday. <laughs> about pop tarts no i'm kidding i didn't i didn't i do you know you make fun of me about that well i'm just saying you asked a question that you thought i'd probably answer never i actually do this fairly often but it's mostly with my kids just to be a dork oh yeah i do that so i'll do something you know like oh i love pop tarts they are so wonderful they are so (laughs) yummy and good like and my kids are like what is wrong with you now that's trivial my last one was about eyeball soup see there you go so we do this but we do it trivial things, but you and I both have had a ton of moments where we are so overwhelmed by God yeah. that we either, you know, my prayer will get kind of sing songy at points in my head or out loud to myself, or how often is it that one of the great songs that you have stored in your head from all of the years of worshiping yeah. God, yeah. they just come out at the right moment, right? Absolutely. I've had times where I'm just overwhelmed and I, it as well floats into my head yeah. and I just kind of go to a quiet place and I just sing it as well to my, it is well to my soul or with my soul in a difficult time or, or I'll flip through and I actually find songs like this sometimes yeah. and just remember God's goodness. And this is what worship is supposed to be, right? You're, you're trapped. You feel stuck and God does something amazing. And all of a sudden you just, or you can't stop. All right. You know, you may get some questions, but so these are the questions that I get, Chris, and oh just be ready now. Yeah. And it's time for you to just be honest. It's okay. Do you dance when you are filled with joy and praise? No. I'm Everybody a, wants to know. I'm the whitest white boy there is. So <laughs> even if it is dancing, you wouldn't call it that. So, well, I mean, I, if, if I, I do dance, which I do occasionally just to be, you know, funny or whatever, uh, nobody thinks it's dancing. So, okay. you know. Yeah, they're wanting to call an ambulance kind of thing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You know, I, I love David 
dancing, sure. you know, before the ark and, and that, and, and even, you know, my, Michael's criticism of him, you know, it's just like, I'm going to praise God. And, sure. and when we look at the, you know, this song here in Exodus 15, I mean, they're just celebrating, you know, he has triumphed gloriously horse and rider thrown into the sea. They just watched this happen. They just watched their, their fear uh, change into, into celebration because of what they saw God do. And what, what a cool moment, you know, for your right hand, O Lord, glorious in power, your right hand, O Lord, shatters the enemy in the greatness of your majesty you overthrow your adver- adversaries. I, I, just, I just love it. I just love it. It's amazing. Did you guys sing that song when you were a kid? Yeah, Horse and Rider. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yep. I will sing unto the Lord, for he has triumphed mightily, the horse and rider. Hey, say that faster. No, I'm, gonna sing. I'm not going to sing it either. <laughs> I thought maybe I could get you to. Yeah, no, thanks. Thanks for trying. So He's dancing. You can't see it, but he's that's dancing. That's not true. Don't <laughs> tell everybody my secrets. So the, the Song of Moses here has also been called the Song of Miriam, mostly because of what happens right after he gets done singing in verse 18. Yeah. So Moses is clearly penning, you know, the first 18 verses of chapter 15, and he's, it's just, it's beautiful, it's amazing, it's worth digging into. But I love what happens when the horses and chariots go into the sea, the Lord brings back the waters. Verse 20, then Miriam the prophetess, the sister of Aaron, which I find interesting. Yeah. It doesn't say the sister of Aaron and Moses, but it, that's on a whole other discussion. And if Moses is penning this, is he like not proud of Miriam? He's like, yeah, that's, that's Aaron's sister. <laughs> Maybe it's like a Michael situation. He's like, you're embarrassing me. That's like when I say to my wife, your kids acted like this. You know, it's almost so, like, well, that, Aaron, your sister is singing. She's not just singing. Look at what she does. She takes a tambourine in her hand. For everybody in the church who's ever had issues with percussion instruments being a part of worship, yep. this is the... the Tambourines are way more annoying than the drums, in my opinion. That's a good point. Okay, so she takes a tambourine in her hand. All the women went out with her with tambourines, and they start dancing, and they sing just the part of the song that we just talked about. Sing to the Lord, for he has triumphed gloriously. The horse in, the, in his rider has been thrown into the sea. And you just say, that is so cool. So imagine this woman choir running around, dancing, singing with tambourines, and they're just Probably if you're an onlooker who's not an Israelite and you, you know, if you're sitting on a mountaintop that morning, you know, meditating or something and you look down and you watch the sea spread, first of all, amazing. Yeah. Second, you watch a bunch of Egyptian soldiers just get completely get wiped out. And then you see a bunch of women start dancing around with tambourines. You're going, I don't know what that is, but that's worth getting closer to check it exactly. out. Exactly. Right? Just what an amazing moment. Yeah. You're going, what's going on? And maybe just even this, this, you know, two sentence repeat they were doing might've been what the whole people could sort of learn of sure. that song. And you almost envision the people that are in range of that repeating that. And that, that then yeah. resonates and repeats through the people. Beautiful. Um, it's the chorus or the bridge, right? Yeah. And I think these are cool moments just to see that kind of praise. I mean, certainly we think of uh, Mary and, and her song, the Magnificat and, right. and just that, that praise there. And even, you know, you and I were talking a little bit ago about Hannah because I brought that up and said, you know, is that a prayer? We, you know, it says in First Samuel two, it's Hannah's prayer is what it's called because Hannah prayed and said, but it almost has a, a song like feel to it, like my heart exalts in the Lord, my horn is exalted in the Lord, 
My mouth derides the enemy because I rejoice in your salvation. There is none holy like the Lord. There is none beside. You know, it just it has a, a feel of a, at least a poem, if not totally. a, a song. And yeah. it, it's cool. It's, you know, I, I guess <clears throat> when we were talking about you know, preparing for this, one of the things that just came to my to my mind is, you know, some of us are, are, not, are not singers or whatever. We can appreciate good singing. But I think the question comes back to, is there a song in my heart um, in that it, is, my, is my heart filled with joy for mm-hmm. what, I, what God does and what he's done in me? And I, I think that's the key question too. You know, um, I always get concerned when, when, you know, somebody says they just, yeah, I, I'm all into God. I'm into his word, but I really don't, I don't care for singing and I just wish we would just get right to the sermon or whatever. And sure. to me, it it's, might signify something, you know, missing in, in someone's faith. And I'm not being too critical here. I know people are more music oriented than others, but at some point there, there needs to at least be this overflowing spirit of praise, you yes. know, a song in your heart toward what God has done. And without that, I would be, you know, I'd be suspicious that there's even a, uh, maybe a not a real real realization of what's done, or at least a, mm-hmm. an adequate one, if you will. Yeah, I mean, worship is best expressed throughout the scriptures through words, and typically words in a song, and that song is supposed to be memorized and repeated, right? So, how many musical artists today take a great psalm and rewrite it into a song for us, right? Or, uh, you know, there's so many spots in scripture where people are singing Jesus. It says right before his crucifixion, the night before, after the Passover, it says, and then they sang a hymn together and then they went out. So if you're, if you're listening to this and you're thinking, well, I don't really like singing, I would suggest maybe you back up and kind of like we've said in other podcasts, think about why that is. Is it because you think you have a bad voice? We don't care. We want you to be bubbling up and letting the, you know, worship, just let worship come out of your mouth. Even if you can't sing, and you don't think you're good at it, we don't mind what register. We don't care if you're off key. Join us. We, we, yeah. This is about the celebration of the saints, doing celebrating what God has done, which is what's happening here in Exodus 15. God has is, is done something amazing, and his people are so overwhelmed with what he just did that they can't keep it to themselves. So there's an element of worship here that we see in song, but it also reminds me of evangelism even. Just God has overwhelmed me so much that I can't not talk about it. So yeah. there's just this idea of as part of the practice of worship for us is because God has given us breath, because God has given us words, we now use those words and that breath to celebrate him and to exalt him and to give him the praise that he deserves, even if that means sharing it with someone else so that they might know the good news as well. Yeah, that's good. And it speaks to our DDP, life as worship. Mm-hmm. I think that's that's pretty key there. It's not so much that you're running around singing all the time, but your your life is a reflection of the praise that's, that's in your heart. Um, you know, we often think of the Psalms and, and those beautiful songs, and so many of them are Davidic and 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 David's beautiful uh, words. But um, many of us may not even realize that you know Psalm ninety is a is a prayer of Moses, and, and he right. you know which just kind of brings us back to this. But that whole idea, just um, you know, I. Sometimes we want to be real intellectual. We were talking about that in, in last week's podcast, too, of just the things we need to know. But there's also those things that, you know, 
I think because we can't know everything and because God is so powerful and, and why, why are they filled with song here? It's this, they just watched a supernatural. There is no explanation for this event. Absolutely. You know, there's no way to, to, uh, you know, try to figure it out or whatever. Um, but other than to say that God is great. So what do they do? They respond just declaring God is like no other. He did what is unthinkable, and he left all these <laughs> chariots and and soldiers in the bottom of the sea. Yeah, it's it's really amazing. And I to that point with the chariots and the soldiers, we we, we saw a really cool documentary years ago. I'll try to find the name of it and throw it in the the show notes here. But he he has given a different explanation for where. Mount Sinai might be and what the trek in the Red Sea might have been because scholars have very much debated all this for years, but he found a spot where there are coral reefs in the Red Sea that look very much like chariot wheels. Yeah. And axles. And it's amazing. And so uh, it's very possible that, that he has found something that's really important. You know, obviously scholars, some of them have just been like, that's not possible. This is ridiculous. I'm all for the intrepid, you know, amateur finding something that the scholars couldn't find, go for it, do your thing. But if he's found it, that's really cool. And it's neat to just see the videos of it. I I don't know about you, but when I saw it, I thought, how's that not? Yeah. A tremendous amount of, uh, armor and stuff like that. And, and no signs of a shipwreck, which is, you know, it's interesting. Okay. So how do you have all these signs of, uh, that there were soldiers and their armor and weapons and stuff like that again? Um, we weren't there to witness it per- personally and all that sort of thing. But again, we go back to faith and we go, we know it's true because the Lord said it's true. But what a, what a, what a cool thing. I, I do love watching those kind of shows because it's fascinating, you know, to see just that, that support of, of what we already believe to be true. And I, I don't need to find coral shaped like an axle or a wheel to know that God's word is true. And, and, uh, my heart's filled with praise because he's so good. Absolutely. So when you're coming here on a Sunday morning, we don't really mind if you don't necessarily like the music. That's The music has nothing to do with whether you're worshiping. Yeah. You worship because you are so filled with what God has done. And as Mark said a little bit ago, if you're not able to do that, if you're not able to worship, that might speak more to some of the stuff going on in your heart that maybe you just need to spend some time in repentance and let God see what God has done and then celebrate him in a mighty way. Yeah, maybe some Psalm 139, search me, O God, and know my heart. And, Great. You know, um, Lord, why is it that I'm struggling with that? And, and help me get to that point of praise. Yeah, and if you're having trouble, you know, praising, and you, you've done all those things and you still can't get there, grab a tambourine. Maybe that helps. You might get Chris dancing. <laughs> <laughs>